0: What is up? Welcome to Pastors and Pastries. My name is Adam, your host, and I am a pastor, and I love pastries. Thanks for tuning in. This week, we have our good friend Kyle King on the podcast. He's one of my best friends from high school, and it was just a great time, but we hope that you guys had a great Christmas. I'm up here in the mountains as we speak, so if you could tell, there's birds everywhere, there's firewood crackling, and there's a sound of Tommy Burt cars screeching nearby.
1: (laughs) We
0: we are hoping you guys are relaxing and enjoying this holiday season as well. Tommy, do you have anything to say? Yeah, I do. I would say if you're listening to this podcast right now, then you should go check out the Pastors and Pastries Instagram because all good friends go and like and subscribe on their friends Instagram accounts because it's still cool. Don't let kids fool you. Also, you can check out pastors-pastries.captivate.fm to find out more about Pastors and Pastries and Adam and his mustache. Thanks, Tommy. And if you recognize that voice, Tommy was our very first guest on our episode, one of the podcast. So thanks, Tommy. I appreciate that, man. Uh, Go check us out. Like and subscribe and enjoy this episode with the very one and only very who says the very the one and only it is the very one and only kyle Kyle king King.
2: (laughs) hey you guys now this message is for anybody
1: okay god you got our attention now what
0: For God to love the world and the God Forever believe in him, for not live, but have everlasting life. Kyle, thank you for coming on Passions and Pastries. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Who are you? Where are you? And what church do you go to or do serve at?
2: So I am Kyle King. I am the associate pastor of student ministries at Central Baptist Church in Eureka, Missouri.
0: Eureka! That's by Six Flags. For those of you that don't know, yes, yes,
2: it is very inconvenient to get to from most parts of St. Louis. But yes, that is where it is. So
0: <laughs> cool. So do you? And so you're the youth pastor there. Do you guys go to Six Flags on the
2: regular? Uh, no, we actually don't. Not nearly as much as you would think. Yeah, but my kids, the kids, in my youth ministry do. But as a formal youth event, we have not done that yet. So yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, same. So we live literally 10 minutes away from our Six Flags in Santa Clarita. I hate roller coasters oh. and oh, all me my too. students I know that. Yeah, yeah. So why would we choose to plan events yeah. there? But all of our yeah. students are like, hey, when are we going to go to Six Flags again? Hey, I'm not
2: stopping you. We went to the zoo, the famous St. Louis Zoo yesterday the with best our foster in our, the world, by the way. Yeah, with our foster kids. And we went on the carousel. I'm like, dude, I'm done. Like, we were just, just being on and holding, holding my. <laughs> Uh, two-year-old son just standing there like this. I'm like, dude, this is not good for the inner ear right here. This is not a winning situation at all. So no, See, I'm done can't. with done with roller coasters. I can,
0: I can do spinning, so I can do carousels and like the spinning nah. teacups at Disneyland. But anything that goes up and down, nah, I'm not. I'm good.
2: Sure, sure.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I used to, as a kid, I hated elevators because elevators made my stomach turn. But yeah, I, I, I get I'm that. At, yeah, right. yeah,
2: I get that. Sure, yeah. Jeez.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah. So you're in New Rico. Mm-hmm. originally from st charles or i guess st peter's missouri right sure yeah that's fine yeah.
2: st <laughs> louis area yeah, yeah
0: yeah 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 do you ever tell yeah. people i guess you're you you're there but like people ask me all the time hey where are you from i just go st louis and they're like oh okay great so you like lived in the city yeah. I was like oh, no suburbs of st louis 20 minutes outside yeah. yeah yeah yeah
2: Jeez. yeah uh you were in kansas city for a while though right I did. I did my uh, graduate, my seminary work out in the Northland of Kansas City. Yeah. So yeah,
0: and um, so let's. Oh, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go back a little bit. We met, mm-hmm. I believe, in eighth grade. Was that it was middle school? I, I
2: don't. Yeah, it was middle school. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah I didn't move you, to St. Peter's till the fifth grade, and so right. it would have been in middle school sometimes. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. and you and I can't believe because we met through baseball. I think you just, you were put on our team, or we, we were on the same team somehow. Because we didn't go to the same yeah. school.
2: You didn't go to old South? Uh, or wait, what's oh. that middle school there? You didn't go yeah. to the middle school?
0: Middle school, yeah. Fort Zumolt South Middle. So we did go to school together. Is that what it is? Yeah.
2: I know it's we South did. High. That's South Middle?
0: We went to South High, but it's also South Middle. And then it was Progress South yeah. Elementary.
2: Yeah, right across the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So
0: we did go to the same school. And so, okay, yeah. we did become friends in there. So.
2: I remember the origin. I don't remember. I don't know when we started playing baseball. because We played baseball together for a number of years. Yeah. But I remember the the first memory I have of you and of me is we had some friend. I don't remember his name. Couldn't remember for the life of me. But he showed up one day and he was like yes. wearing shorts and it was freezing cold. And he didn't put his. He's like, my hands are so cold. I'm like, dude, why don't you put them in your pockets? He's like, yes. oh, I forgot to. I didn't even <laughs> think of doing that. It was snowing. Yeah, he's wearing shorts, and my hands are so cold. Put in your pockets. Oh, I didn't even think to do that. Oh, my so gosh. I
0: remember that now. Okay, yeah. So we, yeah. it was from school. Oh, my gosh. I can't – I could see him. He had black yeah. hair. He was kind of short. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Could, could I – Hours of Facebook search. probably couldn't find that person.
0: So. <laughs> I, have the, I have no initial even so, to go off of. Yeah. So if
2: he happens to come across this, if he happens to be in ministry as well, how fun of a story would that
0: be? Oh, my. He needs to reach out. Uh, hey, that middle school <laughs> guy, if you hear this, you reach out to us. Yeah. Adam at PayPathProductions.com. <laughs> Let us know who you are, where you're at now. That's funny. Um, That's funny. So we, Okay, so we met in middle school, and we were friends all through yeah. all through high school. We went to yeah. community college together for a couple years. mm mm-hmm. And um and then we went our separate ways. We went away to mm-hmm. to normal college, <laughs> big boy college. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: big big people. Yes, college. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but dude, um, we had so much fun together. Especially high school. We played baseball with each other all through high school mm-hmm. in this in the summer mm-hmm. leagues. And then um we I have, I have memories of like us driving through the neighborhoods in my in my For sure. aunt's car and yeah and and, and then yeah. the van and then. That-
2: a giant Astro van. Yeah, exactly. for sure. Yeah. I
0: remember you throw yeah. – <laughs> this is going to get – hey, TMI. Oh. Hey, TMI, yep. but hey, people yep. forewarning. Yep. You threw up blue yep. throw up because all you had yep. to eat was Gatorade sure. in my blue carpeted mm-hmm. van.
2: Yeah, so it was just fine. It was perfectly fine. It was fine. perfect.
0: Yeah. You planned it out perfectly. Yeah, um, I did. We had so much fun together. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing I was thinking about, man, I don't remember – and we went to the same church. You went to your own church, and but you would mm-hmm. come to my youth group, and I would go to your youth yeah. group. And then in college, we we kind of did this like college thing with my our th- former mm-hmm. youth pastor, Mona, for a while. And then we'd play basketball together on Saturdays at your church mm-hmm. uh, on the carpeted mm-hmm. basketball court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That's gone now, by the way. Oh, it's is made it really? into a meeting space. Oh, yeah, it's been gone for a while. But yeah, man. yeah. Yeah, the good old days. That was
0: good old days. Yeah. And we even coached uh, yeah. upward basketball together. Yep. Which is yep. on my resume still for coaching. That's how I, that's on my, that's how I got my high school football coach job was, hey, I was at eighth grade boys basketball coach. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I was thinking about community college. I don't, I don't know if you have the same experience. I don't remember going to a single class in community college. No. I have no idea. Like on my, on my resume, I know it says 39 credits. Don't know how I got a single one of those. Like I, I remember playing basketball and football <laughs> in that gym yes. for nine to 12 hours a day. Yes, I don't remember going to a single. Class, With kids honestly. that were like
0: they should be in the NBA, like these were like college students yeah. that should have been in yeah. the NBA. Yeah,
2: yeah, um, like transferring or going to D one schools yeah. the next semester. Yeah,
0: we started yeah. the the very first SCC Cougars basketball club. We had That's jackets right. and everything. Right. Um, yes, Manny, I same thing. Classes blur. I remember going to like a math class. I think uh, because I think I was my girlfriend at the time was in the same math class as me, so that was memory yeah. but then yeah classes and then basketball for three hours mm-hmm. you go take. i would go take a shower yeah. and then go to play rehearsals mm-hmm. and then we just repeat the process mm-hmm. man those are good yeah. times so anyway, my yep. question is i don't remember and i could just be a bad friend and i apologize if, if i was but i don't remember when you decided to go to school to be a pastor
2: yeah so it was in that same time we were in community or community college still and um so I was still, I think I remember leading a small group on the, I think it was Tuesday I Wednesday, when Nights, they did the youth ministry. Mm-hmm. And so it was just out of that, just feeling the call to ministry and helping people. And um, Mona was one of the people I talked to about that and some other people. And they just kind of affirmed that calling in me. So
0: That's crazy. Do you remember the yeah. moment, I mean, leading the Bible study, was, was there a moment where it was like, this is clearly what I need to do? Because we went to community college for gen eds. We, we mm-hmm. had no idea what yeah. we were going to do. So what was that Mm -hmm. moment where you're like, okay, yeah, this is the path now.
2: You know, I, I, I feel like I remember I was driving to pick up my brother, who was a few years younger than me from a church event. And I was living, listening to, there's a band called Nevertheless. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're not a band anymore. And I don't remember what the name of the song is, but the band, the lyrics go uh, live like we're alive. And so that was just that calling and that feeling of, I want to help people live like they're alive. Man. And so, from that, just kind of led to the natural progression of thought to ministry. So. Yeah.
0: So then, at a community college, you decided to go to which school? I forget.
2: It was Southwest Southwest Baptist University in Bolivar, Missouri, which is down near Springfield. That's right.
0: And did you study like uh, religion or anything there? What was your What was your major in? Biblical studies degree. Got it. Okay, cool. Biblical studies. So. Uh, yeah. and then you went to seminary after that. Yeah.
2: Yep, Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Northland of Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now in Baptist circles, Baptist circles, that's the cool seminary to go to. It didn't get cool until I left. Of course. And so. You made it cool. So,
0: yeah. Like, oh man, Kyle King went there? Bro, we got to (laughs) go.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, And so, okay, so during that time in college, did you, was there like, were you interning anywhere? Like, how did you, how, what was your first step into. Serving as a ministry and uh, instead of being just uh, someone attending,
2: so the floor leader of my dorm, I was on a hall full of bible majors okay um our 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 dorm or the dorm where they put the majority of us was literally like seven steps to the building where all of our Bible classes were. so that's where the majority of us landed. So my that. floor leader, hall leader, he just invited me to go to church with him, and so it was in Buffalo, Missouri which is an even smaller town that you you pass through when you're going from Springfield down south. That's basically, yeah, yeah. there's there's nothing there. So <laughs> so for two years, I was at SBU for three years, I believe. For two years, I just went and helped out. And he preached in small church, small youth group, all that. And then he graduated. And then for my the final year, I was the uh, part-time uh, youth pastor there in Buffalo. Oh, nice. So,
0: okay, cool. So you're going to school, yeah. i being a part-time youth pastor. Yeah, 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 in college, yeah. Man, Mm -hmm. how was that? Mm -hmm. Because for me in college, I didn't have much time for anything. Also, I chose a different college lifestyle than you did, I'm sure, Uh, with a theater major. I'm sure all the listeners can conclude what happened in my (laughs) – anyway. Uh, How did you manage studying for classes and then going and preaching once a week uh, to the youth
2: group? Mm -hmm. Well, I would do Sunday mornings, uh, Sunday school, and then a youth teaching. And so just – I don't know. Just – just kind of figured it out. Yeah. So a lot of my classes, you know, naturally led to creating a Bible teaching. And then there's other kind of literature, like Sunday school literature that's out there from Lifeway and other places that would help out. And so, um, but this was a small, small church and a small youth group sense of like, I would show up on Wednesdays sometimes there'd be nobody there. Oh, like we just have no kids show up just cause there was like seven on a normal yeah, slash yeah, good yeah. week. And so like, so so yeah, so it was, it was good. It was a good learning experience, good patience, learning experience and patience Yeah, um, and God's provision and God's timing.
0: Nice. So. And then, so going to, going through seminary, right. Uh, when you came yep. out of seminary, mm-hmm. were you like youth pastor all the way, or were you like, I want to lead a church, like someone hire me cause I'm going to lead this whole congregation.
2: No, I was definitely, so I went to seminary uh, straight after uh, college. And so I think that was one of the good decisions I made because if I would stopped, I wouldn't have gone back. Yeah. Um, and and so at that point, I got on campus, I started looking for other part time youth ministry jobs, and I was able to find one. And then, my a semester, or a year and a half, I believe it was in, uh, I got married in March. Yeah. And so, so yeah, we started in that fall March, I got married. And then, so I was part time youth pastor, and I worked at a coffee shop part time. And, um, but so by the time I finished seminary, I stayed for a little bit there, and we did the part time deal, me and my wife. And, um, And yeah, but that's when it was all, it was all youth ministry. I I think at that point I knew that I still had a lot of growing in ministry to do. And I was not ready for anything more than a youth pastor leadership role at that point. So yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah. And youth ministry is a nice, easy onboarding, if you would, into (laughs) ministry life.
0: It is. is. Like if you
2: went, if you went and you go and look like there's a youth ministry jobs are out there, you know, and they're. And you can read the job description. Some of them now in my in my gray-haired youth ministry days of how long I've been doing it. Like I can read the job description and know what they're looking for. You're looking for the guy fresh out of seminary with no experience, yeah. versus like the the youth pastor expert guy. And so, so it's very it's a natural onboarding into ministry for sure.
0: I would agree. I would agree. That's how I got my start as well. I mean, I'm still a youth pastor, but yeah, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. definitely just jumped right in with yeah. with that. Um, have you ever thought? I mean, you obviously you have a calling on your life, but have you ever thought the question of like, why ministry? Why do I? Why did I choose this? Uh, you wanted to help people. Has that changed since that time you had your calling into now, as you've been doing this for a number of years as your profession?
2: I don't think so. I, I think it's. I feel like all the. I, I think youth ministry was just what I was made to do. Like I, I don't know if I've been doing. I've been doing it for twelve plus years now. So I don't know if I'm just like in that groove of like all of the youth ministry muscles are just worked in. We're just like, this just feels natural and right. Yeah. Like there was no like fighting against it that I had. And it's just, you know, from the leadership aspect to just enjoying the process of like developing teachings. Yeah. Uh, like I just enjoyed every, every part of it. So it was just like never really a questioning on calling. So yeah. at all.
0: That's great. Do you think there's uh. I mean, who knows the future, but do you think there's a moment where you're like, I think I'm, sure. I'm done with youth group and I need to go to young adults or college or our head pastorship or just like, I need to go and like mentor other youth pastors now as a full-time job. Like, is there, do you think that's in the future yeah. or do you think you'll just be a youth pastor till you retire?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know if I'm a, a lifer, you know, there, there are guys who are lifers yeah. and I, I honestly can't, I, I do, I don't know. I do enjoy the aspect of now that I am a little more seasoned in youth ministry, helping out younger guys. And like, I know I've reached out to you before and some other guys who have come in contact in the last couple of years of like, Hey, here's my number. Like you have a question. I may not have the answer, but I'll have a answer on how to fix or work your problem. And so, so I still feel called to youth ministry. Currently. I don't see that necessarily changing in the near future. Um, yeah,
0: that's great. That's really great. Um, so you, you mentioned that you, you got married, uh in school right congratulations mm-hmm. yep 15 years right? thank you
2: uh it was 2013 so
0: 10, ten years. years oh my gosh why did i get 15 years yes oh, i'm sorry i was there I too know. 2013 okay. uh <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> which by yeah. the way your wedding was probably one of the it sticks out in my head because you had taco bell at your wedding right yes we sure yes, did. did yes we man. sure did
2: we went to the there was a there was a Taco Bell like in the, like down the road. And we went to him like a few days before and said, Hey, can we buy like 500 yeah. tacos like in like four days? Is that a thing? They're like, uh, The teenager's like, uh, Let me go ask my manager. And they're like, Yeah, we can do it. And so, yeah, there was. It was epic. A couple, a few hundred tacos at the. Uh, yeah, it yeah, was epic. So.
0: I'd never seen anything like that before. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't. I've been to a lot of weddings. Yeah. Have not seen Taco Bell catered yeah. wedding before. So you are a visionary, yeah. my friend. There you go. Now, your wife, you guys met. um because of me I must say uh you guys met because of me
2: I mean you're not <laughs> wrong yeah you're not wrong so
0: um and then you guys dated long distance because you were off away at college and she was still back in mm-hmm. St. Charles area mm-hmm. um she's not in ministry yep. at all uh was that dynamic of first of all a long distance relationship but then her you going to school for ministry and then did she have any struggle or not struggle but like any like I don't know if I want to be a pastor's wife or, you know, how is this going to work with my goals as well? Was there any of that dynamic happening? Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: I don't think so. So we had that conversation, you know, we started, you know, getting closer to engagement and whatnot of, you know, do you want to be a pastor's wife? And so she did her own research and came to the conclusion that she was fine with it. And so um, while she is not in, I, I would say, professional ministry in the sense of being paid, um, she definitely has been by my side and helped yeah. me with ministry in all sorts of ways in our 10 years of, yeah, for sure, for sure. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know Haley, um, when yeah. we were dating and talking about, you know, taking the next step and being married and like mm-hmm. stuff, she, she flat out told me, she's like, I don't know if I want to be a pastor's wife because she's, she's an actress, mm-hmm. sure. she's an editor, she's a writer. Yeah. And she's like, I mm-hmm. did not plan this for my life. I I don't know if it's something for me. Mm-hmm. That's something that she and I both had to really pay, pray about. Uh, eventually, you know, mm-hmm. she decided that I'm worth it. So whatever. Uh sure. but <laughs> I would agree. But uh but yeah, I know for some that could be that could be really challenging. And for anyone that's listening that has yeah, a girlfriend or fiance, um, mm-hmm. that's not in ministry and, and you are, or boyfriend that's not in ministry and you are, um, that is that is something to really talk because ministry life
1: mm-hmm. yeah. ministry
0: life is hard, man. I don't know if if you've experienced that as well, but especially on a young married couple doing ministry mm-hmm. together. Uh, it could be, it could be taxing. Uh, Haley and I have have done like a couple therapy before. She she's done therapy before. Uh, was there? How did you guys work through that being young, married life, but also learning ministry and doing ministry full time?
2: I don't know. I think it was just all kind of naturally worked together. I, so I don't know. I don't really have a, a good answer for you. It's just yeah. That's just what we did, you know. And so just she we would show up and it was smaller youth groups back then so it was easier to manage you know 8 to 20 kids depending Jeez. on the youth ministry and the time of the year and whatnot and so um but it was just a part of our lives it was just naturally a natural rotation of our lives since we were married as church and attending yeah. church things and so That's good. Yeah. So cuz yeah the the pastor's wife is almost as scrutinized if not more so than the actual pastor yeah so it's and and youth in ministry in the general sense can be a very lonely place Mm -hmm. because while you're surrounded by whatever your church size like my current church size is around 160 yeah you're surrounded by 160 people but there's only so much you can realistically share about like job struggles yeah where they attend that church you know and so Um, so it can be a very lonely place for sure.
0: A hundred percent. Or you can't, you know, you can't really go to a parent and be like, yo, your Timmy is the thorn in my ministry. Uh, (laughs) you know, you can't really go do that. Um, not that, not that Timmy's out there are bad people. Just letting you know, as an example. It's
2: just the Johnnies.
0: It's the Johnnies. Johnnies. Legit. Uh, We have a Johnny in our youth group. I love that kid. Uh, he might be a youth pastor one day. We'll see what happens. We're praying for him. Going from, so now you have, now you have, uh, kids, foster kids. So now it was just, mm-hmm. it was you and your wife in the beginning. Has, has your relationship with ministry changed as your personal life has grown and changed as well?
2: I, I think it has. It's shifted yeah. uh, for sure because, uh, a big spectrum of my ministry was, you know, going to ball games and going to different things like that. And now that looks differently. Um, and I'm not able to get to quite as many as I would have if I did not have children. And so uh, mm-hmm. that's had to be a shift in philosophy on how I do youth ministry and still attempt to get to those, but yeah, it's gotta be within reason. And then we have the added unfortunateness of being foster parents. So we have all the extra meetings and court and all those different kind of things that also take time. And so, um, so yeah, yeah. it's definitely shifted for sure with kids and yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Has that, uh, has that been a challenge within your ministry? Have you had to like, like sit down and restructure your ministry because of those personal changes that have changed outside of of the church?
2: I don't think I've had to restructure it necessarily as much as just you have to think through that aspect. And I know yeah. for the first few months, I would plan events or do something like, "Oh yeah, I got kids," and uh, <laughs> and so it's just you know finding childcare. And if you can't find childcare, yeah. then I guess my wife won't and be they able to be come there. along with you or they yeah. come along with. Yeah. And then we have to figure that out. And so, um, yeah, so yeah, it's just been that added yeah, my, step of what do we do, especially in the summertime, because in the, in the school year we have either childcare provided or they're in the kids program. And so it's take care of But in the summertime. We try to do stuff that has that extra layer of who can we have to watch them basically. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I know my pastor always talks about kind of half jokingly, but kind of half serious of like, Hey, if you're in ministry, like, our their son grew up in the pews like nap time it was in the pews there was no like going home leaving church for Mm -hmm. nap time it was just like Mm -hmm. hey find a corner and fall asleep and then when we're done you know with church we'll go home Mm -hmm. um and I know that things have changed and parenting styles have changed since the 80s and early 90s you know but um Mm -hmm. but yeah I don't have kids yet and I'm not worried but that is something I'm already like planning for and looking ahead Mm -hmm. is how is my my structure of how much I'm at church and what I can do mm-hmm, at church, mm-hmm. is that going to change at all? And is it a bad thing if it changes? You know, sure. Uh, is there any guilt with that? If you, if you prioritize, not prioritize, but if you, ch- you know, choose or have to rework things for your children, what do you think? Any thoughts on that? Yeah.
2: We're still actually working through it. We've, we've been foster parents for a little over a year. So I'm still working through those kind of emotions right now of the guilt and all that yeah. stuff. And, um, you just, I, uh, he's got to find the figure out the time, find the time to do it, whether it's, you know, stealing, stealing some time on a Sunday morning when you're already at church and you don't necessarily have responsibilities you have to do during, you know, a 30 minute mm. or if you have multiple services, you know, during the first service. So I'll sneak away and get an extra hour of work in, especially if I know the next week I'm going to be full of foster meetings or other things. Um, So it's just figure yeah. out how to put in the work and Yeah. Yeah, and becoming yeah. efficient—that's the thing I've really, I've really honed in on this past year—is my efficiency on getting the same amount of work done, but try to get it done as efficiently as possible. Um, and mm. so, yeah,
0: that's good. I think that's really good. Efficiency over—you know—not working harder, not work, not burning both ends. Yeah. Me being by, by vocational, mm-hmm. I have you know, I'm like tri-vocational. I have a couple mm-hmm. different things going on. Sure. Um, but it's hard not to burn myself mm-hmm. out at both ends of the, of the definitely whatever, candlestick, yeah, whatever yeah, the phrase yeah, is, yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, staying up late, waking up early, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And then, uh, I talked about it before with another, with Jim Chapman actually okay. about how my, uh, you know, relationship with my wife is sometimes put on the back burner because I'm, I'm busy with church, yeah. busy with my work, yeah. with my other job and with, you know, this mm-hmm. and this and that, and that's not fair to her mm-hmm. uh, or our marriage. And I have to reprioritize those things
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah,
0: and just be more efficient with my, with my workflow. Yeah. That was good
2: so how long have how long have you been in ministry now?
0: I've been in ministry f- going on six years two thousand eighteen okay, right? okay. nineteen twenty yeah going on six years um
2: so i would so I would imagine to say you're still learning how you best efficient in your processes
1: and yeah.
2: your workflow or, so, or or am I wrong have you already nailed all that down on no I know bivocational is different than full time you know yeah. but but um but i yeah I so it's just learning how to do that how to
0: Honestly, yeah. and it changes, to be honest with you. It changes on sure. on how I'm learning in that season, too. Like, mm-hmm. am I taking more classes for uh, my credentials? Am I just studying on my own? Like, the things mm-hmm. that I'm doing um, to learn and to grow as a person changes with mm-hmm. how I'm prepping for youth as well. So, I think it just changes on the Definitely. season of, of of how that workflow mm-hmm. goes, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be like two weeks ahead in my sermon series and like planning out a third sermon already. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm speaking tonight. I have a title. Like, (laughs) what what am I doing? You know? Uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm very thankful. And so I can't imagine being bivocational. Like, I think I could do it. But I, but yeah, I, I, I remember those days of, I have a title and I have the writer's block looking at the screen. And so, uh, yeah, I definitely can sympathize with that for sure yeah, yeah yeah
0: so i've gotten better though being able to like pick out like i have scripture in mind you know in a title and i'm like okay
1: i've yeah. just seen
0: 15 minutes yeah. 15 minutes me and god yeah, we got yeah. this we can knock this out yeah you know yeah uh, yeah or at least get a good chunk of it started not do a whole sermon in 15 minutes mm-hmm. but uh get yeah. it going but you were you were bivocational you were doing youth ministry and going to school and working at a coffee shop you know so yeah so you yeah. did technically yeah. you were bivocational for a while
2: i was yeah for yeah I don't know how many years, but yeah, at least three years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I've just been doing it for, you know, double the time you did it. <laughs> sure. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully yeah. full-time ministries are on the corner for me. That'd be wonderful. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Do you, so back in the day we used to play basketball all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Do you
0: still get mm-hmm. out on the court and tear
2: it up? No. <laughs> well, okay. Sometimes. Yes. Not, not probably about once a year. Once a year. So We actually took, I don't know, not very often. So, Uh, me and the Lord have had lots of conversations about basketball and I can go into that if you'd like to. But um, um, we took the youth to this uh, slide, this giant indoor slide place, youth ride slides. And they have these like bouncy basketball courts. And so we had enough youth to play a five on five proper basketball game. Like, okay, I'll get it. I'll get in on that. And so this was like, this was during the summer. So a few months ago, and so it's like, it's slightly bouncy. So you bounce yeah. higher than normal. It's, yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah. a lowered rim. So it's like a, probably an eight foot rim. So everybody can dunk on it. Yeah. I get on there there's this dude who came with us and he's thick. <laughs> like he is thick. And so, so of course I get stuck guarding of him course. or mainly guarding him. So I'm like, and he's not basketball coordinated. Ah. And so, so I'm like, okay. So I recognize that immediately. I'm like, okay, like I'm going to have, yours going to, there you go. Like, go ahead. Yeah. Like yours a bull in a China <laughs> shop and I'm not going to, 34, no, I, no. So anyway, so I do my first jump and my sciatica, my back goes, that was a mistake. I'm like, okay, I can play play through it. I can play through it. And so I think we played to like 21. I think I scored like seven points and like got a whole bunch of rebounds. And I showed. I I feel confident saying I showed the youth what's what. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so I don't, so no, not very super competitively, very often do I play basketball. Got so. It. Yeah. so what,
0: so you, you're a busy man. you got a full-time ministry. Um, you preach on Sundays, you have a family. What do you do to get away from it all? What do you do to just disconnect and have Kyle time?
2: So I have seasons where I like, I, I, so in my house right now, we, I have, I have affectionately what I call the man cave. It's mainly the storage room. that has the water heater and the furnace <laughs> in it. So, but I have a nice, I've. I have a comfy chair. I got a couple TVs and I got placed a couple playstations. And so, okay. so I go through seasons where I do that, where I can, you know, go skate during nap time or what have you in there. And then, um, it's a lot of sports now. Like I, I'm not really in a season of that necessarily, but just, you know, watching sports and trying to get our kids involved and engaged in sports. And, yeah. uh, this past weekend, uh, our two boys, I said, okay, go take a nap. And when you wake up, we can watch football. Yes. And so, so they wake up and, the, the two-year-old Matthew, he goes, I want to watch football <laughs> as he's like waking up. He didn't watch a second of football, but no. just, you know, he wanted to go watch it. It's the it. thought and of so,
0: watching football but, with dad. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And they'll watch blues hockey. They'll oh. watch St. Louis blues hockey. And we took yeah. uh, Matthew and Tara to a game last year. And so, um, so Tara will look at the screen and be like, we went there last oh. week. And so it's just, so, so those are kind of the, the main ways I do. And then another thing I've really been prioritizing is exercise. Yeah. Just with all the extra stress and everything going on, just like I have to like try to do that three to four times a week. Yeah. And and so that's uh, probably the most me time I have right now, which is fine. You know, you go through different seasons and different things, but that's just kind of where I find myself right now. Yeah, no,
0: I tell so, you. I wake up and my Achilles tendons, I think they're gonna pop every morning. Just <laughs> and I still <laughs> I still play hockey. I try to work out, you know, I, I try to cut with right, the yeah, boys yeah. on the football team, but um yeah by achilles i'm like my they're gonna pop they're just gonna shatter one day uh and that's it
1: yeah yeah
0: uh yeah. do you find i mean it's hard for me to the older i get to be as as competitive with the youth and with the teens in the ministry and mm-hmm. during the you know during the games and stuff like that i used to like jump mm-hmm. right in mm-hmm. and get in with them and like you know compete yeah. now i'm just yeah. like yeah i'm cool standing over here taking pictures for our social media yeah
1: <laughs>
2: You have to strategically pick your spots. Exactly. Yeah. Where Where am I going? No, I know, I know, I'm going to excel right. at this and not look like a fool. And if not, nah, I'm not feeling now nah, my back. You know, you got to you got to pick your spots. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, sure. for sure. You got to pick your spots. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> you've
0: been doing this for a long time, Kyle. Uh, what is something that you've seen change in in youth ministry specifically? Because you've been in youth ministry. What is something you've seen change since the time you started to now, either in you know how students are interacting with each other with adults the top topics of what they're going through in their, in their lives? How have you, have you, have you had a change, you know, how you approach things or how you do different sermons based on mm-hmm. kids nowadays versus 10 years ago?
2: Yeah. I think two, two of the other things come to mind is I think COVID, um, has hindered some of the abilities we used to have to get into schools mm-hmm. more easily. Yeah. Um, and now after that COVID it just seemed easier to implement certain things that make it more difficult, uh, to get in. And so you have to be, um, so, yeah, that's just more difficult. The other thing is, I don't know if it's changes, but I think um, different youth ministries, uh, just they cycle through learning strategies. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is, at my previous church, um, I would structure my teachings around a 30-minute teaching. And then a 30-minute time, they would go into a breakout room and have a small group leader and have a list of seven questions to work through.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: and that worked really well for that ministry. For whatever reason, those kids ate it up. The small group time was like the best time. yeah, uh, and so but now here in my current place, that did not catch on very well. So I brought the same strategy, plopped it in, and it was about six months in, and my wife, who's a small group leader, and some other small group leaders like, man, we're really struggling. Mm. Like they're not opening up, they're not talking it was and so my wife was like, "It's just not the same. And so we I've shifted my teaching time now. And so what we're doing now, is instead of 30, 30 straight minutes of teaching, on like a, a youth sermon, if you would. And then 30 minutes of small group. Now I break it up into like three, my teaching into three sections. Oh. So I'll, so I'll teach for 10 minutes and then they're all at circle tables and they have a leader, an adult leader in each table. And so I'll teach for 10 minutes and then the two to three questions they discuss at the table right then and there. Okay. And then once it seems like everybody wraps up, we come back together uh, if there's a, an especially funny question, I may ask who has an example they want to share. Um, but if not, you just go to the next section, the next 10 or so minutes, and then you do another two or three minute questions okay. and then a third section. And then the third section, then we do break off into small groups then. Okay. And they do the final section of questions. And then we, uh, have them do prayer requests, write down prayer requests. And then I, every teaching I've done this since I started is, uh, at the end, the question is, what did you learn or what were you reminded about, about God?
0: Hmm, That's good.
2: And so, so no matter what they've shared all night, you go around the room and you say, I want to answer from everybody. And you always have that one kid that (laughs) hasn't shared all night and you look at them, I want to answer from everybody. And you're looking right at them and you go around the room and they say something. And so, um, so just, um, just the flexibility of, you know, what works in one spot is not going to work at another church Hmm. and what worked last year with last year's set of kids yeah. may not necessarily work with this year's set of kids or in their major in their maturity cycle.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and so I, so I've noticed that a lot, that, that change. And so, um, cause when I was in my previous church for, uh, I think it was about four years that we never changed. Mm-hmm. It was, we, that was, that was the thing the entire time. It just
1: worked for and, every- and
2: it worked. And then here we've made like two or three adjustments like that. And so, so that leads
0: me that leads yeah. to another question of how long, as a youth leader, youth pastor, how long do you wait until you switch it up again? Like what is that like how long do you push through it and sure. say, Oh, it's gonna catch on? It's yeah. gonna cut this need time. They need time to yeah. figure it out. Or they need time yeah. to
2: get used to it. Mm-hmm. Is there is there... I look at I think semesters mm. are a good cycle. And so either semesters or teaching series. So it depends on what you do. Like usually my teaching series on the usual go a whole semester. It's okay. what it seems like. It ends up being And so, you know, you work through it, you get two months or you get halfway through the semester and the leader's like, this is not working. Yeah. And you're like, okay, just like there's a learning curve. Let's just, let's keep, let's see if something shifts, you know, they get another semester of maturity in them. Let's see if it catches on. And then when it doesn't, then, you know, over the winter break or uh, around the time that leaders not complain, but they, they start informing you. This is not enjoyable. Mm. They're not communicating. It's not working. That's the time that I would begin thinking, how do we change it? Gotcha. And what do I need to do in my teaching strategy and my communication strategy to improve this, not only for the kids, but also my leaders? I don't want to burn my leaders out. I don't want to put them in a bad spot. I want them to be able to excel and succeed. And I have very high functioning leaders in my current church. And so I want to give them as much as I can, as much as they'll let me give them. Yeah. And, um, and so, so yeah, that so about when they start saying it's not working, they're, they're yeah, not they're, responding. Yeah. That's when you change it. And then, so now we made this shift and we're doing this, uh, that at the table teaching, like I mentioned for a while now, and they all were saying, Oh, it's so much better. Yeah, These kids will talk at the table so much better than they did in the rooms when it was a dedicated small group time and so we've stuck with that with some minor tweaks here and there but that's been the general uh gist of the teaching time so
0: and what's is there a turnover of like figuring out the new the new plan of action is there like a week or two where you're just like hey we're switching up it all together we're doing games or we're doing worship for the whole time or Mm -hmm. we're doing something eating contest something Mm -hmm. to give you that extra week of office time to figure out what that next phase is or is it like immediate like okay is it is there something always percolating of like this could be the next thing, you know?
2: Sure. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pondering through another uh like I'm pondering through now on if we need to change it again or how like we can best do it. But no, I like to that's why that's that's why I'm about two months out from changing. Like okay. when you when you they start complaining, you know like okay, in two months this is happening. So I got, you know, we're I can I can let it ride to the end of the semester and if it doesn't change, I gotta know that week yeah. what we're gonna do. Yeah. And then so like if you do the fall semester, halfway through your te- your leaders are saying it's not working by that first Wednesday in January. You need to know what you're doing. Yeah. And then and then in December or as soon as, you know, say, here's what we're going to start doing in January. Mm. We're going to do we're going to do it at the tables and it's going to be better this way. Here's how you lead it. Here's how I need you to lead. So you also got to communicate yeah. what you expect from them. Right. Um, here's what I need you to do and and then you just do it all and the youth are like oh we got tables this week you're like yeah dude we're doing something different yeah and then and like oh i like this and I'm like yeah well it's change everybody on some degree likes change right. and so um so they just run with it and nice. you, you kind of just hope it works <laughs> if good. it yeah. doesn't work then you gotta you, <laughs> you gotta, gotta start playing it out again game. Yeah. so yeah yeah so that's good so, yeah to always
0: so i guess what you're saying is if you if you're a leader and you're kind of struggling to always have something else mm-hmm. that you could go to next right if you have a list or mm-hmm. a mental mm-hmm. a mental yeah. list or something yeah uh yeah. just
2: here's here's the road we cool rover here's the road we're currently going on and here's where we could potentially go yeah yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. if it doesn't mm-hmm. catch if yeah. it catches fire then great then yeah. you're here you know yeah. but if yeah. it doesn't yeah. then you have that you have that off ramp mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. that's super cool that's really wise it's really good wisdom i know i know for us for we did a we had a, a worship leader change within our youth group where our worship leader couldn't no longer help us out anymore and so i took some time off to not do worship and we did like more journaling and a reflective time, and we—I mm-hmm. needed that time to kind of just figure it out because I didn't have that that off ramp. <laughs> uh, sure, I, I yeah, just needed, yeah. I needed time to mm-hmm. figure out what we're going to do next, but and we finally got there. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. but yeah, so that's that's really wise.
2: And I guess I guess I, I haven't had that. I have to change this week, kind of yeah. a, uh, experience my ministry like that. It's always been, hey, whatever we're doing isn't working, but it's fine. Right. It's just not working well. So what are we going to do yeah, next? Yeah. And yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good.
0: Kyle, um, if you weren't doing ministry, what would you be doing with your life?
2: You know, I, I could probably be some doing something with coffee. (laughs) I I generally think that like the idea of like turn your hobbies into like a a job or, you know, whatever. So, so from my experience, part-time in coffee, there's in ministry, very few things are a simultaneous, you do it, you make it and you see the results. Right. Like you plan for the Christmas event. You plan for it. You plan for it. And it happens. There's no like instantaneous like there is when you make coffee. And I miss that aspect of, you know, you get the order, you make the coffee, and then boom, you're done. And you're on to the next thing. Right? There's just so many there it's I I used to tell people it's like large boats and small ships. Mm. Like a church is a large boat. You know where it's going and like you want to like push it forward. Like, come on, like I need you to respond to this text. I need you to respond to this email. I need you to we need to keep going, and so that's that's gets that's me. Sometimes I want to go a little faster yeah. than it should, and so where like a place like a coffee, it's just like boom, you're off and you're good, and you're. And so I, I think I would be somewhere in that space. Have so, you ever thought about opening yeah. up like a coffee shop church? You know. Well, not a church necessarily, but um, we had people in my last church. It was a smaller town of like 13,000 in the middle of nowhere. And they're like, you guys should really open a coffee shop. And we're coming straight out of the bivocational. We're both working coffee. My wife worked in coffee as yeah. well. And I'm like, you give me the money. <laughs> like I got the money. You, you give me the money. I guess yeah, a coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And so, yeah, coffee shop church. Yeah. Well, nowadays, you know, you go to church and it's like a yeah, coffee shop true. in the lobby, which is nothing, nothing wrong with right. that at all. Like, I'm all for that trend. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah, so, we did Wednesday night so, yeah.
0: worship nights at a coffee shop, at a local coffee shop by our church for about okay. eight months. Yeah. It was really great. We'd have a, some snack or mm-hmm. some dinner, and then we'd uh, order mm-hmm. drinks at the cafe, you know, at the coffee shop. And then we'd do mm-hmm. worship inside their lobby, which is a lot of fun.
2: Okay. So was there like – were they friends of the church no. or did you have to rent it out or how did Yeah,
0: we rented it out. You know, they're a business. So they got to make money. Okay. But they gave us a huge, sure. yeah, like yeah. a great deal, man, like – it was pennies mm-hmm. to be there. Uh, mm-hmm. And they just were open for another hour after they were normally open. Uh, they had like a half an hour downtime mm-hmm. before we came in and started. Uh, but sure. we, we do like a acoustic set with like a cajon and a couple singers. And mm-hmm. uh, there were some cool. nights where it was packed, you know, there was no room to stand and some mm-hmm. nights where it was like, where's everybody at? It's like mm-hmm. our, pa- mm-hmm. our pastor, yeah. me on the cajon, our acoustic, our worship leader, and then like two people. But, God showed up every Mm -hmm. night, you know, so there's something to say about God and coffee. I don't know what it is, but they go well together for
2: sure. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, If you, if you could sum up Christianity in one sentence, what would that sentence be?
2: I think it would be glorifying God with everything that you do. Hmm. I think if, if as a Christian, we strive to glorify God in everything we do, we will live out the fruit of the spirit. We will show people the love of Jesus. Um, and so that's, that's kind of what I strive yeah. to do, you know, glorify it and everything that I do, whether, you know, I oversee a lot of other ministries, other than this youth at the church and I preach a whole bunch. So in every conversation I have, I want to try to glorify God with it. And then with my kids and all the interactions I have with them and with the, the foster people that we work with, you know, glorify God with everything that I do, because in that I'm going to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, all yeah. those, and you know, yeah. just represent Jesus to them. And, you know, you get into some spaces uh, some non-church world spaces, you may be the only Christian that they know. And, and being a pastor Mm -hmm. in particular, you go, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm a pastor. And then they start cussing. You're like, oh, sorry. I'm like, you didn't offend me. Like, I, like, I know some people find that to be sinful. I, that doesn't make me personally sin. So it's just, that's just who you are for what, you know, just whatever. And so, yeah. So you may be the only Jesus, the only Christian that they know and interact with. So, yeah trying to glorify God in the yeah, midst of that. Yeah, I
0: get that, that people try to, they want to respect you as a pastor, but God doesn't call us to be mm-hmm. perfect when, to, and come to Him. He says, just come oh, to me. So we should be sure. the same way. Yeah. People shouldn't need to hide who they really are just because they're around us. Be who you are and come yeah. come see how much grace yeah. we have through Jesus, you know, that's i think that's beautiful Mm -hmm. that's great Mm -hmm. i love that sentence man for sure Well, i appreciate your time Mm -hmm. you know especially during a work week and um i'm sure you have prepping for tomorrow night's service but uh thank you so much for your time it's always good to talk to you my man uh i love you brother yeah you too uh if you do you have a book anything you want to write anyone that's listening in missouri where can they come you know see you preach that kind of stuff anything you want to plug now would be the time to do it
2: i'll just central baptist church eureka missouri so we're on the internet. So you got the, the WWW Google, so you can find us there. So
0: awesome. man! are you going to write a book one day? I think you'd write a book. It'd be called God and
1: coffee.
2: Uh, (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Okay. We can make one of those over massively oversized coffee table books. That is like a verse and a picture of coffee and sell it for like $65.
0: It's a different type of coffee. Pour over Keurig, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sell it for sixty-five dollars and then another TJ Maxx for twenty. There you go. Perfect.
0: Yeah, I'll go by the TJ Maxx
2: so, yeah. portion
0: because I'm on that by vocational yeah. salary. Me too. Awesome, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kyle. I love you, brother. We will talk to you soon. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks, Adam. Pastors and Pastries is hosted by Adam Tucker, proudly produced by Paved Path Production. We want to give a huge special thanks to Kelsey Egan and Gracie Shed. executive produced by Adam Tucker, producer and sound engineer Haley Tucker, theme song by Brandon Liu and Lou's Music, sound mixing by Brandon Liu. Thank you for listening to Pastors and Pastries. You can check out all our episodes wherever you get your podcast. released every Friday. Follow us on social media at Pastors and Pastries, all spelled out. And until next time, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.
1: We are proudly supported by Yonder
0: Coffee. You can't have a podcast that involves pastries without a coffee and pastry shop. And Yonder Coffee is that for us. Yonder is a local SoCal coffee shop in Northridge, and they have the best coffee. And I am normally a cream and sugar kind of guy, but I have been digging their just black americanos lately and it's been amazing it's really really good and they don't just have coffee they have other drinks as well Um, my wife is really enjoying their lavender latte and lavender tea it is amazing and they make in-house pastries that are just out of this world as well. We eat them on our show. We send them to our guests. It is fantastic. You have to try Yonder Coffee. And now they have a cafe cart that will come to your events as well. Community is very important to Yonder. So invite them in and see how they can enhance your next event, wedding, ceremony, reunion, or Super Bowl party. Who knows? Anything can happen at Yonder Coffee. Visit Yonder Coffee at yondercoffee.com or Instagram at yondercoffee.